Blog Talk Radio. I'm a loving person. I, I don't have 
any of those issues with people. So I embrace everybody. That's okay. what they say, I hope. I think. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good, pretty accurate. Um, and you are a <laughs> loving guy, although, and you're funny, but you can get a little raw every now and again. Oh, oh wait, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I am no, never raw. Guy. That's a, that's a musical yeah, thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, other than that, nah, you. nah. yeah. Yeah, you're a pretty good guy. So listen, um, I wanted to ask you, you you've had so much experience in the music world, you started um, at an early age. Just tell us how and where you got your start in music. Well, we started, I started in the church, Church of God in Christ, uh, Community Church of God in Christ to be exact, in New York City. Uh, my brother okay. and myself, his name was Stuart. And, you know, as little kids, we grew up in the church choir. And when they told you to sing, you sang. And uh, mm-hmm. God nurtured and developed a gift and a love of singing. My brother was an excellent musician, excellent singer, and we just started singing in the church, serving. That's it. Just junior choir, medium choir, whatever we had to do, worship and praise, just serving the Lord, serving people. That was how we started. Awesome. And and that's a good start for your life to set you on the path where you need to go. Um, So uh, you've had extensive um, exposure, I would say, to the world in gospel music um, mm-hmm. and even in other mm-hmm. genres. Um, you've mm-hmm. been around the world. We didn't get to read your mm-hmm. Bible, but you've been around the world. And tell me, uh, your bio explains you've been to Japan over how many times? Well, I would say this year is going on maybe 200 times now for 30 Ooh, years. Wow. Next year makes my 30th year traveling to Japan, oh, wow. and I go two or three, maybe four times a year. So it's, it's it's reaching maybe 200 times, but the Lord has taken us to Africa several times, to Australia. Mm-hmm. We just got back from Italy, from Punta Cana, Germany, London, France, Turkey. We've sung in Turkey, uh, China. Uh, it's just been, it's just been a, a miracle. I would have never thought, you know, singing in the choir at the church with these half-size robes on that God was going to do what he did. Uh, but he's done it, and so we're grateful. Yeah, <laughs> don't you know? That's, who have that's an awesome but, uh, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did over two hundred times. An international artist. You know, some people say they're international artists because they went over out of the country. <laughs> yes. But you are definitely an international artist. And uh, I applaud you on your great work that you're doing. Um, I've seen some of your videos and some of your, um, you know, interaction with uh, people in Japan and different places, um, and it has mm-hmm. been really phenomenal. Uh, you you basically, when you when you go over there, often you work mass choir. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, when we go overseas, uh, they ask us to do choir workshops. And we teach mm-hmm. choirs the art of gospel singing, uh, England, Italy, wherever. And then we do uh, classes, and then we do concerts. And more importantly, we give them the meaning of the songs, who the song is talking right. about, which is Jesus Christ, what the songs mean. That's how we minister to them. That's how we minister the gospel. We don't go laying on hands, speaking in tongues, slapping people out, making them fall out and speak in tongue. But we do it by explaining what these songs mean, and that's how people receive Jesus through the music. 
Now, how did you get your start in this inter- international arena? Well, we were. I was uh, selected. I went on a blind audition in New York City for a gospel show. My mm. mom was saying a blind audition. Um, I wasn't scheduled to do it. I was actually out there with somebody else, and somebody looked okay. at me, looked at me, and said, "You look like a singer." They just looked at wow. me. So it was interesting when you said how would people describe you if they stood in the street. They looked at me, right. and I want to tell your listeners this, and they said, you look like a singer because I had on war boots and a fur jacket. I was just being myself. I wasn't trying to impress anybody. <laughs> Listen, right. I was just being who I was. It was winter time, so I had on these fur, I had on a fur jacket, had some war boots and shades. And they said, you look like a yeah, singer. Right. Did you come to audition? I said, no, I'm with somebody else. And um, they came to me like three times. You should audition. Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Ghost said, go do it. And so I did it. I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't tell the person mm-hmm. I went with about it. And three months later, wow. because to be honest with you, Miss G, 30 years ago to sing on Broadway was not something that the church would approve of. So I was really right. reluctant to do it. I was very reluctant to do it. And um, by Higginson, the producer, she called me. And I got the part, and what most people don't know is I turned it down out of fear. I was afraid wow. of what people was going to say. I was afraid mm-hmm. of the blowback I was going to get. And so I turned it down, and I wouldn't do it. And then she called me back maybe three, four months later and said, I've been looking for you. This part is for you. And it was the part of a choir director, which I had been doing all my life. Right. And so, you know, God spoke to me and said, you don't have nothing to be afraid of. So I did it. And that show, within a year, was the first show to do a gospel production in Japan. And that's how it started. That's 1987. And that's how it started. And I went on my first overseas trip with them, and then it just kept on going from one country to the next. I did that production for 13 years straight all over the world. Then I met friends, and you got to be friendly. And I met friends, and God kept on having me go. And I'm, I'm leaving on Thursday to L.A., uh, and my choir is meeting me from Tokyo. There's 120 of them. And so we're going to wow. do some mega churches in L.A. We're going to do Dinah McClurkin's church in L.A., Perfect in L.A. And, you know, we're going okay. to be there for a week singing the gospel. That's how that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In short, that's how it wow. happened. Yeah. That's really uh, so God, an awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. an awesome collaboration right there. <laughs> so God so ordained you, it, you um, know. He did. He did. Because it's been, you know, you can see when it's someone's destiny as opposed to someone just trying to make it work out, you know. Right, because so, I had nothing, yes, I I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, God ordained it. He did. So now um, you're going to California with the choir. Yes, um, Thursday. Mm-hmm. I've experienced the choir uh, in person at your church. Right, right. And... Um, it was it was awesome. It was great. What I've noticed and I've heard is that after you know after singing with them, a lot of them are unable to even speak English after singing right. the songs of praise. How Absolutely. do you um, how do you work around the language barrier when you're ministering in in these other countries? Okay, well, what I'm teaching the music, you know, music is international language. No matter what language you speak, you're either on note or you're off note. 
And so (laughs) musically, that's easy to do. But in terms of ministering, I pick songs that give them Mm -hmm. the ideas that they are familiar with. Hallelujah. I put that in my songs. Uh, Love, I put that in my songs. Everyone around the world knows Mm -hmm. Jesus. I put that in my songs. So I pick songs that make it easy for them to understand it. And then I have someone translate what this means. And then, unlike my choirs in America, I make them study the meanings of the songs. And my British choirs study it, and my French choirs, they study it. Japanese choirs study it. And so when we perform, we all know what we're singing about. Mm -hmm. That's how I do it. Wow. Now, that's great. That is really great. Um, So that shows the difference between just going and doing music and actually doing ministry. Well, well, you can't really really sing. You can't sing gospel effectively unless you know what it means. Because gospel is is the good news of Jesus Christ. So you have to know what it means. Otherwise, it just becomes sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I make sure they know what it means. I love it. I love it. It's um, it's a great a great sound uh, coming from the choir. They they mastered. Um, uh, I can remember the song specifically changed. That was one of the first mm-hmm. songs I heard them sing, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> they really had it. Well, you know, although they studied the part, but they you could still feel the anointing coming through them right. singing it. It wasn't Absolutely. just that they were just mimicking or anything like that, but they actually really did go deeply into the song. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what's important, you, uh, that they, they understand the song. And I'm a, I'm a disciplinarian. That's what you meant by raw. I'm not raw. I'm a disciplinarian. <laughs> and <Sure. laughs> Well, that could be, well, you know. I'm a disciplinarian, <laughs> and I understand the power of the music. So you really can't play with the message of Jesus Christ. You have to be prepared and you have to know the words. You have to know what it means and you have to execute it right, not just having fun. You can have fun doing Mm -hmm. it, but you have to really have plans so that you can really serve people and give the music the way it should be given. Right, right. And and don't worry about the disciplinarian part and the raw part. (laughs) I think um, I I was thinking about someone recently and I think what happens is at a young age, sometimes we have something on our lives that we don't understand and we don't know how to channel it right. and where exactly to put it. And as we get older and more seasoned um, and we walk in our destinies and where God places us, our assignment, those things start to fall in line mm-hmm. and we begin to use mm-hmm. them properly. So your mm-hmm. disciplinarianism is exactly what you were called to be. There's Absolutely. nothing wrong with you that. You know, we had, a, we had a choir in New York, and people still talk about the choir we had in New York because without the, without discipline, there's no anointing. There's really no anointing. Right. Uh, in order to serve God, God is an exact God, and he's an on-time yeah. God. So even when we mm-hmm. go to Italy and we go to um, Britain, it's the same application. If we say 7 o'clock, you should be in place by 6.30. Because 7 o'clock, I'm starting. And if we approach what we do for God that way, then God will take pleasure in our uh, discipline, and he anoints it because we prepared it. Mm -hmm. And it works. Absolutely. And that's 
yeah, and that's ahead. something I was talking about today. Yeah, the discipline because a lot of um, music ministries today are not disciplined, and therefore right. um, they're going kind of haywire. You know, they don't actually. Yeah, yeah, they just they just haywire. They're just out there. And yeah. one day they might sound good. The next day you come back, you got three mm-hmm. choir members, and the next day you got fifteen. You know, because there's no oh, yeah. discipline. Um, no but discipline. when you have discipline, uh, people understand the real purpose, and they understand that yeah. they have an actual assignment, and they they cannot just yeah. abort the assignment. And, and- and watch this. Discipline doesn't mean brutality. It's from the root word of disciple. Discipline means right. I've learned. You know, math, ma- mathematics is a discipline. It means I've learned oh, how to do this. And my choir is in uh, France and in Japan. They will tell you, last year I was in L.A. and I didn't like what they was doing, and it was 140 of them. <laughs> so I kicked them all out of rehearsal. Everybody get out. Get out now. Come back when you're ready. Wow. These Japanese people, wow. get out, get out, take your sushi, take your shrimp rolls, take your rice. Get out of this, oh, get out this rehearsal, and you come back when you're ready to sing. And they came back in. I put them out for about an hour in, in California. Wow. And those kids came back in. They sang to my tears was in my eyes because they understood that we're just not right. here to have fun. But I right. take what God has given me seriously, and I'm going to tell you why I take it. Because there was a time when I could not express what I knew inside mm-hmm. of me. And God has right. given me that opportunity, and so I take it very seriously. I don't take it for granted right. that I'm on a plane. That I'm on a plane again. I don't look at it that way. I look at it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And every time I get an opportunity, um, I do it the same way. Absolutely. Right. I've never changed with my with the ministry because I know who gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I kick him out in France, England. I kick everybody out. You know, <laughs> I get out. Come back when you're ready. Come back when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But at least they come back, so that lets you know uh, where their heart oh, they really was. Back. Look, they have to come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, if you love God, um, you always come back. Yeah, you always come back. You always come back. Right. Even when, yeah. <laughs> even when you thought you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you come back. I'm gonna leave that part Because I come back, you know. But, uh, yeah. 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 It is good. So, I'm grateful, uh, and they're wonderful people. That's good, and I'm glad that you have, um, you know, connected with the people who, you know, everybody is not able to handle certain things or understand certain things. So I think, you know, it's great that you have the right people. Um, right. My bishop once said, if the audience that you are dealing with is not responding to what you're doing, that's the wrong audience. Just go well, get you know, I was. That's <laughs> you know? so right. That's so, you could be doing the right things in the wrong area code. And I was Absolutely. talking some years ago to Edwin and Walter Hawkins, and Donnie McClurkin. And Donnie said to me, Richard, you don't do. You know, you should do some more things in America. And Walter Hawkins interjects, and he says, Richard, go where your success is. And I never it's, forgot exactly. that. Walter said. Go where your success is, because where God has given you success, that's where he intends for you to prosper, because he's prepared the area before you got there. Absolutely. That's right. So I I go where my success is, you know. I go where God has told me to go. Mm -hmm. That's good. (laughs) So now you have such an extensive bio and itinerary. Um, And even in that, you found time to go back um, and continue your studies. 
Um, you received uh-huh. the Doctorate of Divinity uh, within the last few years. So yeah. how do you maintain your focus with so much other stuff going on in your life, going from country to country? How could you go to school and get your doctorate and all these different things? Well, because I needed to go to school, so I made time for it because I'm a pastor of a church, and I don't like church mm-hmm. antics. We can't feed people, touch your neighbor, look down your road, turn around three times. We can't give them that <laughs> diet every time we come to worship. So I went right. to Mason Kelly Washington Institute, Church of God in Christ, under the late great Bishop Frank Oldham White. I went for four to five years. I went to class. They offered me mm. a degree an honorary because of my um, previous experience. I turned that down. I said, no, I need to come and sit in the class a couple of times a week to get the classroom experience and to get the information so I have something to feed these people in my congregation. So I just made time. They would allow for me to tour, but I wanted to go to class and sit there under somebody. You always have to find someone who's greater than you so you can sit under their tutelage and learn something, and that's why I did it. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That is yeah. really great. And it was and wonderful. That's what a lot of yeah, a lot of young people now trying to be out there doing their thing need to really hear that. Um, you know, studying yeah, yeah. not just going for a doctorate of divinity, but for any studies. Whatever it is you're trying to that's do. Right. That's you know, right. you need to learn in order to learn. really be successful and and properly um, you know, share right. what it is that you're trying to share. So now you've mm-hmm. got um, singer, songwriter, uh, arranger, actor, musical director, pastor. Um, which of these categories would you say you are the most uh, passionate about and why? Um, you didn't put down cook, and I would say that one because I love food. <laughs> <laughs> cook. Wait a minute. Oh, you're not going cook. Stop playing games. Um, let me see. <laughs> I, you have to be able to cook. You came from a cooking house. Okay. Yeah, my wife can't cook, so I got to cook. That, that, oh, Lord, cook. we're not going to go there today. That's a different program. That's another program for Miss right. Jean's Lounge. Let me see. Another um, show. That's a whole no show. That's a two-hour show, a miniseries, like Dynasty. Uh, I would say, because um, you know Stacey can't cook. Sorry, honey. Tomorrow's her birthday. Happy birthday. Um, oh, happy birthday, Lady the, Hartley. Yeah, her birthday is tomorrow. I'm going to get a cookbook, praise God. I would say <laughs> the most passionate, I, I don't know, Miss G, I would have to call it um, musical director if I could sort of put them all together because I like the arts because I right. think God was a creative a creative person. That's why we call him our creator. And I like to create things and pull the creativity out of other people. And um, even in my pastoring, in my preaching, I'm creative. I'm demonstrative. I do, I do plays and I preach and I use props and all types of things because I can't help that. That's how I am. My dressing, my, my, my wardrobe is creative. So I would say um, I'm, a, I'm a music and arts person, a creative director, because we okay. can even bring the word of God to light in an illustration and really make right. people see it different than just, you know, Jesus, yes, Lord, oh, God. And you, right, huh. right. You know, we could, do, we could do more than that, you know, yeah. And with yeah. this, the way we have to minister to this new generation, you have to do more than that because they don't know. Right. They I don't told, know. I uh, told my congregation that Dorinda Clark Cole is coming to the church. Uh, she'll be here next mm-hmm. month. They say, who? 
I said, Dorinda Clark Cole. <laughs> they said, who? I said, Keisha Cole's sister. They said, oh, oh we know her. Gosh. I don't believe y'all. So they're not just the churchy um, generation, you know, where right. we can just serve them church antidotes and church style. Get on one foot and do something mm-hmm. and, you know, turn around three times. It's already yeah. done. They need more than that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's true. Um, my guest I had on last week was um, uh, musician John Jonathan Brown. I believe you probably met him. Um, he he okay. plays along with um, Prophet Mosley. Um, so okay, anyway, then I know him. Yeah. he came on, and uh, I was talking. We were talking about these young musicians now, you know. Um, and I was telling him I experienced recently. You know, they were singing on Christ the Solid Rock I Stand. The musician sat there and looked, had no clue, did not know what to play. You know, so we're in a different generation. We're in a different time. Different generation. Um, Mm -hmm. But it would be good for them to study the origin and then go from there and work their way up. So that's, you know, good advice that can be given. We can never dismiss our foundation. When I go overseas, right. I always bring a foundational song. In L.A., we're singing It Is Well, Benny Cummins' version of It Is Well from 35 years ago. It is well. Right. We're going to do that. And I just mm-hmm. have to keep the foundation of gospel music. And I love Tasha Cobbs, but it didn't start with Tasha Cobbs. We have to keep <laughs> some of the old right. skill, the choir skills. Choirs are dying because people don't know how to train choirs and people don't know how to direct. And so now we just have yeah. these praise teams, you know, that just sing Follow uh-huh. Me As I Go song. You know, Follow Me. The I clouds are busy. About that you say, the clouds are busy. And it doesn't give right. the skill and it doesn't give another level of anointing. You know? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't take much. You say a few words and repeat. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Say two, two okay, words. So, so we're coming um, close to the close of our show. So I wanted to ask Already. you a few things. Um, yeah, right. unfortunately, um, you know, I need somebody to sponsor my show, you know, so I can pay for more time. But anyway. <laughs> yes, Lord. Uh, yes, Lord. What um, advice can you give someone who may be um, listening and has a desire to pursue maybe a music career or an international mm-hmm. artist ministry? Well, okay, there's a, a quick few things. First, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself mm-hmm. musically. Study. Study. Don't go on whims and, 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 and don't go on like little gimmicks. Study. Don't be a one-trick pony. Right. Prepare yourself. Mm. Study music. Study voice. Study chords, learn piano, understand image, then study culture. Because you can't right. go to Germany and start casting out the devil because they don't respond the way you think they should. <laughs> study the culture. Right. You know, study right. how the people receive. You know, and then work mm-hmm. in your local church. Work, work, work mm-hmm. where you are. Plant it. Because you can reach somewhere right. else, but work where you're planted. And listen, uh, Miss G, you, we are from the church. We know each other. We weren't doing what right. we were doing for a career. We were doing it to serve right. the Lord. Here you're on radio, and I'm doing different things. And so you have to have a church that you're planted and someone you're subject to. Work Absolutely. and prepare. And God will open up the door. Because when opportunity uh, and preparation collide, that's called success. All right, now opportunity yeah. and and preparation. And what and preparation? And preparation. Collide, that's when they collide, success. that's called success. Because you can have the opportunity, I like that. I'm and, have and, to hold and on you're to not. That. 
you can use it. And you're not prepared. <laughs> if you have the opportunity and you're not prepared, then you can't be successful. Awesome. Absolutely. I really do like Absolutely. that. That sounds like a T-shirt in the making. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what can, <laughs> can we do look it. for? Uh, <laughs> I'll make sure you get some proceeds. <laughs> That's good. Um, Send me a time so north. Yeah, right. So what can we look for from Dr. Richard Hartley in the near future? Uh-huh. Okay, well, next month I have the New York Gospel Festival coming uh, starting November 23rd to the 26th. I have a choir from France coming, two choirs from Tokyo, a choir from England coming to the Church of New York. Dorinda Clark Cole is our special guest, and we're going to premiere our new music video. We have a brand-new album, 15 songs that's finished that we intend to release in 2018. And uh, God is talking to us about planting another church. Uh, we finished the wow. mortgage on this church here this year, so we, yes, we're looking awesome. into planting a church in Tokyo or a church in L.A. We have to wait and see what God says, you know, we should do. But um, God is doing great things, and we're happy about it. That's awesome. Lastly, we got just a few seconds. Give us how we can get in touch with you or how someone can follow you. Oh, well, I'm on Facebook. It just says Richard Hartley. Look for the, the real uh, handsome guy, the handsome guy that says Richard Hartley. There's another one that's not me. Right. Look for the handsome guy that says Richard Hartley. <laughs> or you can email us at rhsoul at aol.com. One of the staff people will respond. They run the uh, the Facebook page. The church has access to it. And I'm, I'm easy to contact. And I'm, I'm willing to help people and even give advice and consultation over the Internet about people's and their careers and aspirations. Amen. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a thank great you. Um, opportunity. And I really appreciate you joining me today on this show. Thank I you. appreciate each and every listener, and I pray that someone was blessed by what you shared on today. Um, if you yes, missed God. it uh, and you're catching the replay, write it all down, and we'll see you on next week on Miss G's Ladies Lounge, Monday at 6.30 p.m. I am your host, Gwen Finley. This has been Miss G's Ladies Lounge with our guest, Dr. Richard Hartley. Thank you all, and have a wonderfully blessed day. Bless you, everybody. Thank you.